What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. If you've been a listener for any amount of time, more than just this episode, if this is your first episode listening to, hey, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you have listened to maybe more than one episode, you'll quickly learn that I don't speak from a script. I often just hit record and I surrender to whatever is on my heart. And that's intentional. I know for so much of my life, everything, everything that I ultimately wanted to say, I felt uh, had to be perfect. Uh, Thus, kind of knowing even more subconsciously than consciously that, that perfection really isn't a standard that is achievable, I didn't find myself saying a whole lot. So growing up, being someone who really wanted to uh, be accepted, to be loved, to be seen, um, and then realizing that saying something that didn't really mean or having my meaning misconstrued um, oftentimes felt like rejection or felt like, um, just felt like pain. I think I learned over the years that uh, easier to be quiet than not to say anything at all. So having seen that pattern show up a lot in my life, you know, I really started when, when I, around 30 years old, when I embarked on the, the journey of entrepreneurship and started my first business, which was opening a gym in St. Uh, a gym in St. Louis, um, you know, turning on the, the, the video camera and shooting videos for my website, working on marketing to get people to, to come to my, to my gym. I realized how utterly petrified I was with saying the wrong things. And so my mind went to, okay, how can I control this? Because the whole idea was like, essentially, how can I control, uh, you know, maintaining my peace, <laughs> ultimately being, uh, being happy, if you will, or, or seeking pleasurable outcomes while avoiding painful outcomes. And again, I quickly realized that uh, when it comes to using one's voice and putting, putting themselves out there, that that outcome is an impossibility. And so I even went down the road or down the, you know, the path of 
okay, you know what? I think I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to, to create a teleprompter so I can write everything out and premeditate it. And, uh, I want everything to, to come out exactly how I want it to come out. So there's no room, um, for ambiguity or confusion. And as I was going down that path, thinking about how I was literally watching YouTube videos on how to create a, you know, a, a kind of an at-home teleprompter with my iPad that I would set up behind my iPhone. And this is back in 2010. I realized at some point, I was like, you know what? This is a really slippery slope to go down. Because if I only feel like I can articulate my feelings or communicate effectively by use of <laughs> a freaking teleprompter, which is the result of me having done work to write everything out perfectly, essentially, aka to be perfect, I was setting myself up for a world of hurt. And so I remember making a conscious decision when I was, you know, starting my first business that, you know what, that might be more efficient in the short term, but in the long run, I want people to, to be able to trust me. I want people to receive me as being someone who's authentic, who's true to themselves. And so I made that decision to begin that scary and difficult road of just speaking. <laughs> speaking with the risk of saying things that, A, I don't mean, uh, things that, uh, you know, maybe, again, are misheard, misconstrued, saying things that uh, I might regret, which is, you know, obviously really difficult to admit, especially for someone who's, you know, in certain areas of my life has have been like a perfectionist. And so I threw caution to the wind and I started recording videos, which I've said before, <laughs> I would literally take uh, a couple hours to record a 30-second video for my boot camp you know, uh, gym website. But over time, and I'm talking probably about hundreds of takes, if not thousands of takes, I would start to be able to have things become more naturally. And by natural, I mean like where I'm not looking at the camera as if I'm like, you know, <laughs> looking and, and not blinking <laughs> like deer in headlights. Um, I would realize, you know, playing back the videos, which is always interesting because I would do that with, with sports. I would oftentimes, you know, as I was growing up, they'd take video of me so I could see my form. I could see how uh, I could be a better um, critic of my own, you know, athletic performance. What's also really interesting when you start to look at it uh, when it comes to <laughs> us being on video, right? Which is also why a lot of people don't like being on video. They don't like hearing their voice being heard on, you know, a recording like a podcast like this. And it was really challenging. And I, and I just realized how much of my ego uh, <laughs> swelled up from within. I was like, nope, I don't like it. And I would, it would be so challenging to post anything out there because I was so self-critical of the way that I was looking, uh, the lack of emotion I was communicating, um, how many ums I was saying, <laughs> as I just said an um. Uh, and so 
man, it was, it was really challenging. And, and yet I kind of felt like it's just one of those things I, I had to do. Uh, and, and what also helped was the fact that I didn't have any money. So it's not like I could actually pay someone to do it for me. So like, well, what I do have time is time. So I'm going to invest, you know, time, equity, sweat, equity. And like I said, over hundreds, if not thousands of video takes, I got better. I noticed little by little, it was getting better to the point where now I can shoot a, a video and I don't even think about it. I don't even remember the um, resistance, the, the pain, the struggle that I went through to be able to, you know, clearly communicate my thoughts and feelings over video. Um, and yet having said that, it's not like I, I get videos done uh, on one take. <laughs> I have realized, though, sometimes I do get close enough, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's good, because I, I can get to 85% of my outcome and spend, you know, within five minutes, and then spend another hour or two hours trying to wring out the last five to, you know, 15% of my so-called potential with what I'm attempting to communicate, and... There's just at some point, uh, you know, as it relates to the, the law of diminishing returns, it's just I'm wasting time at that point. And one of my coaches, uh, you know, said to me, I don't remember when, you know, but essentially, you know, good, good is better than, you know, perfect, <laughs> especially when perfect never actually gets produced. So uh, when it comes to an online program, a podcast, an email, <laughs> sending out to my newsletters, uh, an info product, a, anything, oftentimes uh, good, actually putting that out to the world is better than not putting out anything, right? And so there has to be a surrendering of one's ego to just saying, you know what? <laughs> it is what it is, and I know that I will continually get better if I keep getting reps, but if I'm looking for per perfection right now, um, I'm never going to get there. And in fact, I'm never going to get there, which is kind of actually a really cool realization is that you can continually improve on something if you do not give up. And yet so many of us at some point learn that uh, unlike when we were toddlers and we're learning how to walk or talk or go to the bathroom or tie our shoes or get dressed or use, you know, utensils. We now think as adults, we have to be perfect at something before we even practice it. We got to knock it out of, the, out of the park on the first go around. And I've really learned that, man, it does take a lot of humility and willingness to fail and look, quote unquote, silly for one to be quote unquote successful. And so every successful person has had thousands, if not tens of, or hundreds of thousands of failed repetitions in order to become, again, successful. And so it is one of those things that I have found, pattern of mine, where there's a, there's a fine line. <laughs> there's a uh, razor's edge that I oftentimes find myself on where 
I take the risk in communicating. I take the risk oftentimes in comedy if I'm trying to be funny. I take a risk in various ways of communicating that oftentimes fail. And when it fails, I often am smacking my head. Ugh. That's the sound of me hitting my head. And I, and I oftentimes shame myself, be like, oh, why did I say that? Or how could I have not thought that one through? And so there's a fine, fine line. And I'm realizing even though, you know, I'm upwards towards 15 years of this entrepreneur, you know, journey and taking risks and putting out a book and, you know, putting out these podcasts that, that are far from perfect, that uh, as much as I want to avoid pain and avoid challenges in my marketing, you know, of my services, in my just ways of being as a man with my loved ones, uh, the way that I communicate. It just takes humility, patience, forgiveness. It takes a lot of those things um, for, for myself, and I'm, I'm not saying this for you too, to be able to keep showing up when we're, let's say, routinely failing. <laughs> so, you know, when it comes to, again, whether it be your business, your relationship, you find yourself in the gym, you're working to, to lose weight, chances are, better than not, that you're going to fail more often than you succeed. If you just look at baseball, someone who hits the ball three out of 10 times has a batting average of 300, that's considered really, really good. Um, you know, field goal percentages in basketball. If you're shooting in the 40%, so you're missing more than half of your shots from three-point range, you're actually an amazing shooter. Uh, in the gym, I often go until the point where I fail, and that's what actually causes my muscles to strengthen and to grow so that I can push more weight in the future. And it's no different as it relates to athletics or the gym than it is in repetitions to become a uh, successful business person. Uh, repetitions in becoming a, a really great father, uh, parent, spouse, um, you know, son, daughter, father. Uh, did I already say that? I think I did. And so... One of those things I think a lot of people struggle with, and I hear them say like, oh, I could never, uh, I could never turtle my car. I could never Airbnb my place. I could never start a podcast. I could never write a book. A lot of times it's because we're afraid of the very things that we don't have control over. We're scared of our car getting scratched. We're scared of, uh, you know, house or a carpet getting ruined. Um, we're scared of saying something that we could get canceled for. We're scared of putting something out there that we haven't fully thought through. And that is what ultimately brings a lot of us to silencing ourselves. And don't get me wrong. I'm speaking from experience. And it's not like I'm over that fear. I struggle with this on a daily basis. Uh, 
to this very moment as I'm recording this podcast. And so I feel like uh, if, if there's one thing that just was on my heart and on my mind uh, when I started recording this particular episode is to challenge you to put yourself out there, to use your voice, and no matter the uh, reception, whether it's positive or negative, to focus on the bigger picture, which is allowing yourself to utilize your God-given gifts. And so whether your voice is actually your quote-unquote voice, like you're listening to mine right now, or your voice being however you communicate your message, your music, your art, the way that you love, the way that you uh, show up in the world, the whole point of this podcast episode is, is that a lot of men, and don't get me wrong, women too, but since this podcast is really focused on you know, men's health, a lot of men have, like I said before, shut themselves down. They've closed themselves down. They've silenced their own voice. And oftentimes not even intentionally. Similar to what I was saying, I think I just came to the realization uh, that I wasn't speaking my voice, or I, I was speaking. I wasn't using my voice. I wasn't speaking aloud what my wants and needs were. And as a result, I found myself very... Um, closed off, very repressed or suppressed. I found myself uh, vacillating between uh, being completely silent or having massive fits of rage. And not really even really towards other people, but just inside. And sometimes I would pop off. Um, sometimes I would just want to scream. It made me realize the other day too, when I was at, uh, I was at a park a couple of days ago and there was a a father and a son, and the son was pissed. I don't even know what the context of the whole argument was, but the son, who was probably seven years old, uh, had his little bike, and they were walking towards the, their, the parking lot from the pump track, and the kid was livid. And he was saying, you know, you're a doo-doo head, or something like that, right? Which is quite a sneaky way of saying you're a shithead to his dad. And his dad, knowing what he was saying, was like, hey, you keep that up, you're going to lose your bike for the rest of the day. He's like, yeah, you're a doo-doo head. He's like, all right, yeah. Father's like, keep that up. <laughs> you're going to lose your bike for a week. And the kid just goes, ah, like super loud, <clears throat> which, of course, kind of embarrasses the, the, the dad. He's like, hey, quit that. Get over here. You know, like, keep that up, you're going to lose your bike entirely. And the kid, <laughs> yet again, ah. And it was, I was kind of reminiscing, not so much that that happened to me, but it's one of those things where when we're younger, no one's really taught us yet that we have to, as men, keep that rage or that anger bottled up. And we're allowed to throw tantrums and to scream and to yell and to get angry. But for a lot of nice guys, myself included, we were taught to... to it wasn't safe to express that that type of emotion. Um, and in fact, we must always be happy and polite and thoughtful and respectful. And so there's a fine, fine line, of course, of uh, you know, where it's always it's 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 good to be 
a good man, but it's also, as Jordan Peterson says, it's good to be a, a dangerous man, a man who knows his own power but has learned to uh, keep it as a resource and, and to keep restraint on it, knowing when to use one's power. And so it's all I do. That's all I'm um, suggesting to you is to take time to use your voice, whether that is to literally just speak your needs and whether that need is, you know what, I need a hug or I need to just sit down and veg out and watch ESPN for an hour or I need to go outside and exercise. Um, I need to go walk around the, you know, the neighborhood with my spouse, um, I need, I need a break. I need to step away. Whatever the, the whatever the need is, I think for a lot of men, they're dare I even say, you know, they're not allowed to necessarily, or they don't believe they're allowed to speak their needs, because they're the ones who are responsible to protect and to provide. Uh, but I do believe that for men who who are repressed, suppressed, whether that be emotionally, physically, sexually, uh, spiritually, you, you've got to open the floodgates and to find healthy ways of expressing your true needs. Otherwise, like a pressure cooker, that pressure builds within and it eventually has to escape somewhere. And oftentimes that it escapes into forms of, you know, road rage or being highly uh, annoyed just by anyone and everyone. You're highly triggerable, triggerable, right? Uh, maybe you just lose your temper and you have such a short fuse. Uh, whatever the case might be, if this is something that you're working through, um, or if this resonates, then, then obviously it's something that you need to work through. And that's what, what is, I believe, the, uh, the need here, the call to arms, is for you to find healthy ways of letting out your emotions uh, while not scaring your loved ones or hurting anyone in conjunction to learning how to communicate what your needs are. And I say this not coming from a place of like I've got this thing nailed down because <laughs> I surely don't. But it is something that I'm aware of and have been coached on. And it's something that I continue to step into the face of, especially when it's, uh, it's risky and uh, it's scary at times. And there's oftentimes a lot of pain. And with that pain comes shame and guilt and, uh, and the desire just to say, you know what, I've tried this. It results in pain fuck it, I'm done. I'm just going to like silence myself. That's the last thing you need. You've got to get in relationship with other men. You've got to express the emotions that you're feeling, whether it be to other men or to your spouse or someone that is significant who you know has your back and, and to just continue to work on honing those skills while forgiving yourself and pursuing healing so that you just kind of like I was saying earlier in this, this uh, episode, like you want to get to the point where speaking your needs comes as fluidly as, um, you know, eating healthy foods, working out, speaking your needs, um, where it becomes muscle memory and you don't even have to think about it. Uh, 
And that to me is kind of that center, if you will, where a king resides, where he, his way of being just seems like it's easy. <laughs> it just flows. He's congruent. He's in integrity. He's authentic. Uh, and there's no confusion around what he stands for. I'm certainly not that there. I'm far from it. But that's my goal. That's my intention. That's where I'm heading. And uh, I believe you wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't be listening to this unless you were heading in that same direction, whether you're a male or a female. So anyways, thank you for joining me on yet again another episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm your host, Johnny King. We'll look forward to catching up with you on the next episode. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, Follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.